Welcome everyone to episode one of Walking with God in Grief, which is season three of Love My Sheep. I am your host, Miss Lydia. This is a seven consecutive day episode season where we will dive into different aspects of grief that we will have to face as part of our grief journeys and how to walk with God in those aspects. I apologize for the tardiness of this upload, but praise God, it was still completed on the day it was forecasted to be completed. This episode is about walking with God in guilt. This topic could be an entire season or series because it is such a vast topic that many Christians won't talk about or even admit to having in a grief journey as guilt is also a huge grief contributor in our journeys. In this episode, I am going to focus only on guilt in our grief journey of bereavement. Maybe this is why the Lord laid it on my heart to pray for the bereaved at the end of last season, to segue into this. But before we go any further, let me pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for the platforms and the opportunities you provide to show your children how much you love them. We know from your word that love edifies, whereas knowledge puffs up. So may we acknowledge first and foremost that we know nothing but the wisdom that you provide from above, from your word and enlightenment of your word as we journey on this road with the requirement to please you to bring you glory in everything we do every thought we have and every desire of our hearts father god you see the pain of your children how triggering talking about grief can be and the carried guilt that is hindering intimacy with you as we are called to be christ-minded and like-minded may we acknowledge you first and foremost in everything so i will continue to submit and commit this platform to you. May your word reach and heal the hearts of unrealized pain, revive spirits, mend relationships, and most of all, may you be glorified in it all and through it all. I ask all these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. As we explore guilt in our journey of bereavement, it is important to have this conversation first and foremost with the Lord. And in that conversation with the Lord, we must be ready to hear what he has to say as to why or how our guilt came to be before we can ask healing for it and for it to be obliterated. It is important to know why we have it, why we carry it, and why we refuse to fully release it. Many times we pray for the treatment of symptoms versus the cause, and so we miss out in making the changes in our lives to avoid being a repeat offender. Being a repeat offender is also part of the process, but it is important to acknowledge it so we can pray into these things and desire for the Lord to change us rather than accepting that these are just things about ourselves and our journeys. There is guilt and then there is regret. Previously, I have shared in safe spaces of grief that I would rather live with regret than with guilt. Regret is a damned if you do or damned if you don't approach, as we really don't know what the alternative outcome would be had we pursued it. We think that hindsight is twenty twenty, but the truth is only God knows 
what the outcome would be if we pursue the alternative. Isaiah 44 verse 6 says, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. As besides him, there is no God, then we ourselves cannot determine that things would go in a particular way of predictability as only God is the true predictor. Therefore, we cannot diminish God's divine purpose for why the outcome did not go the way we expected or why we did not fully examine our choices before we made a decision or why our perception may be compromised by either our own thoughts and opinions or the thoughts and opinions of others when we make certain decisions. Guilt, on the other hand, is the feeling we have because we have perceived we have committed an offense that has caused harm. And yes, there are times that it is not perception but reality, but whatever the case may be, it is not of the Lord for us to carry that guilt as part of our conscience. Hebrews 9 verse 14 says, How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. We have to acknowledge not only in word, but in thought and desire that the blood of Jesus cleanses our guilty conscience. I was fortunate when my dad passed away that his death wasn't sudden and I was able to observe the decline. I tried to spend as much time as possible in his last days at the hospital and even brought my work laptop to the waiting room. But my dad didn't want me to spend as much time there as I did. He was worried that I was missing work, but I was gifted the opportunity to examine the situation and decided I would rather live with regret than battle guilt. As for me, I had forecasted that the battle of guilt would be that if I wasn't as at the hospital as much as I should have been, I would carry that with me. I considered that as long as God had gifted me breath, there would always be opportunities to make money in the future. So income was not a priority at that time. I also recall people's battles with guilt of not being there with their loved ones before they passed. And so I knew guilt was going to be in an unvoidable part of my grief. But I did everything that I thought I could possibly do, including sacrifice, to mitigate and minimize my guilt. So, what did I struggle within the aspect of guilt? Well, in my dad's last night at the hospital, he was not speaking and pointed to his forehead. And I knew that it meant he had a headache. So I verbalized an acknowledgement to him that I knew he had a headache. But he wasn't able to consume water or anything at that point. So I did nothing and did not consider an alternative remedy. I didn't think to get a cold cloth to put it on his forehead. I thought about that moment a lot and how I could have provided more temporary relief to him and why did I not think about those things. And so yes, it's easy to say, well, we can't think about everything in the moment, but 
This was an expectation I had put upon myself. So how did I get past that guilt? I stopped focusing on that moment in time. I relinquished my eyes of the natural to the Lord. When we choose to walk with God, we ask him to show us what he sees. And what he saw in that moment was that I was exhausted and yet I still made an effort to be there. So what if we cannot be there? What if we were elsewhere when our loved ones pass away? Well, God sees that too. And only God knows what we can and cannot handle. We may think being by the side of our loved ones is the ideal place to be when they pass on. But everyone is where they are supposed to be when our loved ones depart. God orchestrates it in such a manner. And so how do we make our peace with that? 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So we may not be where we want to be or do the things that we wish we did, but God knows what we can and cannot handle. And he also provides the endurance for what we think we cannot handle, even when we believe our burdens are more than what we can bear. Paul also wrote to the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians 1 verses 8 to 10. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope, and he will continue to deliver us. And likewise with guilt, which can feel like a death sentence. Inviting God into our thoughts as we examine the guilt we carry. And yes, he sees and knows all, including our thoughts. But the invitation to God into our battles is an invitation to surrendering to him. Father God, I pray for each and every listener that is battling with guilt at this very moment, especially in a journey of bereavement. As we at times want to take the responsibility of our pain as it's oddly comforting if we feel we had some control within our grief. But Lord, you know that it is not ours to bear. You carry our burdens and you bore our shame. Lord, help us in our journey to navigate to the origin of the guilt within our lives and what brought it on and what it is that you have ordained that we have a discomfort with because we had a plan or a dream that did not come to fruition because we did not fully surrender it to you and thought it was your plan and dream for us. But as your ways and thoughts are above our own, may we not forget 
that only you know the thoughts you have you think towards us thoughts of peace and not of evil to give us a future and a hope and so may we choose you in all things so we can process our pain with your eyes your ears and your heart father god to you be all the glory forever and ever amen until next time know that i love you and the lord loves you the most